1: to think about Germany, why I made a curator's deck of the Hollywood French
2: book. Community, unity, heart, 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 You're doing it, you're doing it. What's going on, people? What's going on, people? Welcome to another great episode of hashtag observations tfr by crazy d with my special guest oh my sister tanya m congress let's check out how the mic is sounding this morning let me get everything adjusted how you doing this morning
3: i am (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing okay. I just had, you know, no matter how I try to uh, um, manage my time and get and have my time intact, it's always something that happens at the last minute. I think those things just keep me on my toes. I was I was uh, readjusting my hair barrette and it broke. So I have packs of barrettes. I buy them, you know, ten packs, twenty packs. I have mostly black but I also have Silver and gold And I couldn't find one Hair barrette for 20 whole minutes I couldn't find one And so I finally found one Then it took me a while to get the hair Up in there I was like what is going on this morning Other than that <laughs> that's my That was my Challenge for the day I think I'm going to do that Every day I'm going to tell y'all what my challenge for the day was But I have my Bowl of fruit now today Instead of strawberries and pineapple, I have pears. I have pears and apples. Then in the small compartment, I have ginger, fresh ginger. So that's what I'm snacking on while we're then a nice cup of coffee, which I should be eliminating. But because I wasn't up early enough to put my supplements in a smoothie, I uh, have to have the coffee right now. So... I'm excited to be here as I am every morning to come and bring guys some information and both learn and teach. Uh, I'm excited to do that every day. Uh, D, how are you
2: doing this morning? I'm doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. I have my apple this morning, right? I have <laughs> some grapes, you know, and then I got some mixed nuts with fruit in it. You know, dehydrated fruit, dehydrated fruit, that is. You know, Mm -hmm. eating healthy in the morning kind of goes along with our topic today, right? Right. What is our topic today? First of all, before we get to the topic, let's shout out to everyone that is watching us on Periscope, Vimeo, FB, and... The Film Review Life channel on YouTube. The Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Smash that subscribe. Share, 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 share. Tag your people in on all of the various platforms. Share on all the various platforms. Subscribe to us on all the various platforms, right? What's the topic for today? First of all, telephone number 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. If you just wanna listen, just come in and listen. But if you want to get in on the conversation, use the touch tone, technology made by an American black woman. Press the touch tone number one, and we will know that you want to get in on the conversation. What's the topic for today? The topic is, what did you think would happen? The chickens come home to roost, or the chickens roost again. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. Kyle Rittenhouse, no charges in his home state of Illinois, but he still faces charges in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The story is twisting up more than the last season of The Shot. And yet, it appears the two men dead and the third wounded at the hands of Kyle, who pulled the trigger to let rounds off, will not be addressed by the law. But how do you keep yourself health and well? How do you keep yourself health as well during this time? while this happens it's the latest case in the chickens roosting again bringing the reality home to those who otherwise don't feel the experience of American blacks in the system utilized by the United States of America let's discuss the phone lines are open 213-943-3358 okay. So before we get started Before we lay the rubber Put the rubber to the road Let's look at Some memes right, To get us prepared For what we need to do Now this first meme Comes from Comes from a professor Right He's a professor of economics His name is Boyce Watkins, and you know, when I hear it, when I see a good meme, I have to make sure that I show it, right? So, this is the first meme. Smash the share button, smash the like button, we're getting ready to take a journey. Put your seatbelts on, because it's going to be a little bumpy when we get started. And of course, we have a, another video presentation edited down by yours truly, Chris D. So, You got to look forward to that. Now, look, the first meme of the day, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. Read that again. And I will voice because that's what I do. If you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness so as we get started what do you what do you
3: want to what do you want to say to that that's profound and it's written on the back of an index card very profound very profound and uh, yesterday i talked about a scripture that cursed is the man that's given to appetite and that's appetite of several different kinds and in our case as american blacks we definitely uh, because of what we you know our ancestors. I want to. I, I hate using that term, ancestors, um, because of what our our people who went before us. Uh, you know, in the slave times, they were given the scraps uh, to the meat and stuff. So a lot of that pork eating, chitlins and ham hocks and all that stuff, um, all of that came from slavery times. That was the scraps that massa wasn't eating, and we turned it into a delicacy. And turned it into a southern home style soul food. But actually, it is destructive food. It's destroying you. And if you don't make time for your wellness, and I used to, I used to uh, and sometimes it's still a challenge. It's about developing discipline. When you're when you're juicing, juicing, when I'm juicing my stuff, that takes two hours. That's a two-hour process to juice. When I'm juicing all at once, because I only do it like one day a week, that's two hours. Um, When it it takes time to cut the, it takes time to wash the vegetables, uh, sanitize. Yes, sanitize the vegetables and fruits. It takes time to do that. It takes time to cut them. It takes time to feed them in the uh, thing. So it takes two hours to do that. It takes time to go shopping. And pick the right fruits. And pick the right vegetables. Well I have a delivery service that delivers all organic to me every two weeks. Um, That's the increment that I needed in. But it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be healthy. It's a lot of work to mix supplements into your juices. It's a lot of work to do that stuff. However, when I weigh that against the diagnosis that I dealt with congestive heart failure uh beginning of kidney disease um uh they tried to diagnose me with diabetes i kept on rejecting that from the start and you know when i think about what it takes to maintain them i was on 11 different medications so it takes time to go pick that stuff up It takes time to, you have to take them in increments. You can't take them all at once. You have to space out how you take them. Uh, You have to go back and forth to the hospital to see, because they're experimenting with you, right? This is all experimental, so they want to see if the combinations of medications that they are giving you is working to mask the problem for however many years. All the while, those things that you're taking is breaking down other things. And so they add something else to the pot. Oh, we're going to take this away. We're going to increase the dosage on this. We're going to take this one off altogether. All of this stuff takes time. Going in for MRIs, going in for CT scans, going in for x-rays, going in for blood work. Uh, we just need to draw your blood. Okay, it's only going to take five minutes, but you got to get up, get dressed, and drive to the hospital to go and do this. So all of these things takes hours and hours out of your time when you could have just invested the time in the forefront to be well
2: to be well so what does this have to do with the chicken's roost again what did you think would happen stay tuned smash the share button smash the like button see the mind and the body leads to a robust soul and spirit And so when you're doing certain things And you put certain things into your body Then you're more open to See and not be so emotional Not be on a hamster wheel Not be able to Not be able to process You're able to process You're able to have a mind state Where you are able to see facts Analyze facts Catch, analyze, shoot facts, you see? And so everything that you do, everything that you put in your body, smash the share button. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. Let's look at this next one. Let's talk about let's talk about the choice of the right tea for every condition. Let's talk about the teas. For a minute,
3: Tanya, let's talk about the teas. Now, these different teas—you see them right here: cinnamon for headache, thyme for coughing, lemon sore throat, passion flower for insomnia, insomnia, peppermint for fatigue, chamomile for stomach ache. Now, most often than not, these are mixed in with something else um but actually i'm getting ready to plant a um windowsill garden with thyme and peppermint so i will always have that and you can add this to your teas so whatever teas that you're taking you want to do all organic teas if at all possible you want to do non-caffeinated uh you know and i say that in somewhat of a uh, uh uh hypocritical a thing while I have my cup of caffeinated coffee, uh, but you want to try to get them as non-caffeinated, and you want them to be organic if possible. At Whole Foods, the average uh, organic tea box is about six ninety nine. If you go non-organic, it's about four ninety nine. But it's worth it. Or you order on Amazon, you can get it in bulk, whatever kind you want. So it's good to have those things instead of popping. Uh, an Excedrin or a bear for a headache, you make you some tea and you put some cinnamon in it. Not only that, cinnamon contributes to weight loss. It contributes to healthy blood sugar uh, balance as well. So you're accomplishing more than one thing when you use cinnamon. And uh, with time and all of that, go ahead.
2: Tea can be soothing to your soul in the midst of a hot summer day because it's mixed with water soothing to your soul in the midst of a hot summer's day or a fall day it can keep you warm on the inside it's always soothing to your soul because what's the one of the main ingredients? water okay now let's talk about Top pain-killing foods, right? Herbs, spices, etc., etc. Good morning, Patrice. We see you saying good morning. Good morning, Tracy Latrice. Good to see both of you on this morning. Our producer is there watching us, making sure every move is made correctly. Let's talk about top natural painkillers this morning, because... A lot of people deal with pain you know they were younger and they wore their back out they got hit by a car they they they, they wore out the ligaments within the bones of the of the knees and all that and they need something for relief so let's go through some relief uh foods pain relief. okay first
3: first thing on the list here is garlic garlic um goes all the way back to biblical times and was mentioned quite often along with onions in biblical times and uh, garlic was a a cure-all so here it says made into a special um i can't read that a special on for i can't read what that says but garlic actually is good for blood pressure as well as pain i think it's showing that it's a eye is pointing to a or temple okay good special oil for earache made into a special oil for earache so i believe that you use i read that you use a dropper So it's good to have, uh, invest in you some droppers because you don't want them to be cross-contaminated. But um, invest in some different droppers. You can make the garlic oil by just mashing uh, the garlic or you could put it in a blender and extract the oil out. Or you could put it in a juicer, although that gets pretty messy to clean up and it smells really bad. uh, But I would uh, do the mashing and put it in a spoon and store it like that. So it's good for Eric. Ginger is something that I eat every day. Ginger uh, is good for muscle pain and coupled with turmeric. It is excellent when you're having joint issues and instead of, you know, going to get that quick pain reliever, which is going to cause something else, you um, you mix the ginger with the turmeric and turmeric is for chronic pain. Now, for years, let me see. Well, I'll go through these first, then I'll tell you. Pineapple is good for stomach bloating and gas, even though it's acidic. Uh, joint pain, cherries for headache. Actually, tart cherries, specifically tart cherries. Uh, water, gen- general injury and pain, turmeric, chronic pain. Um, I sore muscles. I don't. I can't see what that is up there. Is that peppermint? sore muscles, blueberries for so bladder, urinary tract infections, apple cider vinegar for heartburn, cloves for toothache, gum inflammation, and horseradish for sinus pain. All of that is very accurate. It's very accurate. Now, the I told you the ginger and turmeric. In about 2013, I started having this pain in my big toe. And so I was discussing it with my father and he told me it was probably something called tough toe. And I was like, but how would I get tough toe? I'm not in athletics or anything like that at this time. So how would I get it? So it took years before one time in 2017. So I was getting those attacks every now and then. Then there was times when I would get it in my elbow. I couldn't straighten out my arm. It was excruciating pain. I didn't know what was going on. And then one time, it hit me in my knee so bad I couldn't walk. And um, my dad had to take me to the emergency. And they said, "Oh, you have gout." I was like, "Well, what is that?" So okay, it's an wait, attack wait, wait, on wait, the wait, joint. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Let me say. I was about to say that sounded like a case of gout. I was, about to, <laughs> I, you, mm-hmm. I was back here chuckling a little bit. You know, you can't see me, but I was like, that sounds like gout. It has to do with eating eating beef a little bit, doesn't it?
3: Well, that part of it, but anything that has what's called uh, uric acid. So food, there are some vegetables that are high in uric acid, like spinach. Uh, That's high in uric acid. So when your uric acid count gets too high, it begins to attack your joints. It most often starts in the big toe, but it can hit anywhere at any time. This particular time, it hit my knee. My knee, when you touched it to the touch, it was hot. It was hot to the touch. They had to wheel me in in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk at all. So by the time they shot me with a couple of shots, which I hated, but it took that pain away immediately. Then they they prescribed some medication that I never feel. Cause what I do is I look at the medication and I get on YouTube University and I look at the natural alternatives the natural alternatives were tart cherry juice, turmeric and ginger and so I've been on a regimen of that But that's that is I keep tart cherry juice under the cabinet I keep them four bottles at a time and I put one in the refrigerator I only have to use them maybe once every three or four months at this point So, and I keep ginger and I keep turmeric. So, I haven't had an an attack from that since I was in Jersey. And that I've been back from Jersey since December. Apple cider vinegar, aside from heartburn, excellent for weight loss in corporation with ginger. Um, Cloves for toothache and gums, it is so accurate. You put a piece of clove on that hurting tooth. And it's going to take the pain away. But we do know you need to go deal with those teeth. Uh, horseradish for sinus pain. And water. We are 75% water. As people. We are Our bodies are comprised of water. So the water. We are like an infiltration system. So drinking water filters out the old. And fl- it flushes us out. Okay. These things need to be regularly incorporated. In your diet. Bladder. Uh, and Urinary tract infections Blueberries and strawberries And blueberries also is an, Are an antioxidant As well as strawberries So you need all of this stuff here Needs to be a regular part Of your diet at some point Cook with garlic Fresh garlic uh, Make the garlic for the, the earache If you need it But cooking with fresh garlic I cook with ginger I eat ginger raw like I am right now uh, turmeric. I have a big old bag of uh, turmeric that I mix in with orange juice or um, pineapple juice or in a smoothie along with other things. These need to be in your refrigerator in your cabinet at all times.
2: At all times. Listen, people. We are not doctors, so these are just our opinions and observations from, you know, just you know, insight and experience, we'll say, right? But what does this have to do with, what did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. Smash the share button, smash the like button. Wanna say what's up to Beth Ann. I see that she's in listening. Good morning to you from Las Vegas. Good afternoon on the east coast and the mid, right? Let's go to the next one. This one, I want you to look this one up, Tanya. The pineal gland. The pineal gland. I say pineal, but it's pineal, pineal gland. Look up the pineal gland, and let's talk about what the pineal gland is.
3: Okay. I have that here, and I want to preface what I'm going to say uh, to my um, Christian brothers and sisters who are watching this. This is a a level of education right here that you need to be able to receive and incorporate and not um, shun it as strictly a new age philosophy. This is something that you need to know. All right. So the pineal gland was described as the seat of the soul by Renee Descarcas and is is located in the center of the brain. The main function of the pineal gland is to receive information about the state of the light-dark cycle from the environment and convey this information to produce and secrete the hormone melatonin. Now, in short, this is referred to by some as the third eye. Symbolized by an eye in the middle of the forehead. Do uh, Christian people do not let that dissuade you? Your term for this would be the Holy Spirit, okay? That, 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 you know, it's a different terminology for the same thing. That Um, would be the Holy Spirit.
2: Melatonin. Melatonin. Look that up. Give them what melatonin is. We're getting ready to hit the rubber to the road. But, you know, it's going to get a little bumpy. So, put on your safety belts so that you can have a smooth ride and a protective ride. We're going through and we're bringing something. What does this have to do with, what did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. What is melatonin?
3: Melatonin is a hormone in your body that plays a role in sleep. The production and release of melatonin in the brain is connected to time of day, increasing when it's dark and decreasing when it's light. Melatonin pro- production declines with age. Melatonin is also available as a supplement. Typically as an oral tablet, most melatonin supplements Are made in a tablet People commonly use Melatonin for sleep disorders Such as insomnia and jet lag Unlike with many sleep medications You are unlikely to become dependent On melatonin Have a diminished response after a repeated Use or experience A hangover effect so it's healthy For you Um, And it's used in several different things
2: So melatonin Brings you to Relax and rest Mm -hmm. in translation it brings you to relax and rest and why do you need relax and rest you need relax and rest so that you will be able to function and be able to decipher what did you think would happen chickens Roost again You see So smash the share button Smash the like button We're running through a lot of information We're not doctors But we Talk to you through Insight of Experience Let's see uh, Bethan says I have a problem With memory We are not doctors Bethan, but we are just Giving things that have worked for us, and see if they work for you. You know, that's what we. I would like
3: to say something to her about that. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. This
3: melatonin that we just mentioned, it helps and aids in sleep disorders. That's one of the things that it does. Now, what contributes to memory issues? And I, the reason why I wanted to speak to it is because I've had those issues. Um, A lack of sleep. You know, not getting the correct amount of sleep. Now, that differs for everybody. You know, the, the charts say, you know, we're supposed to get eight hours of sleep, you know, but everybody doesn't lead, need eight hours of sleep. That's too much for some people. So um, you have to make sure that you get the sleep that causes you to maximize your capacity in your in the way your brain moves. The other thing is Carbohydrates. A lot of carbohydrates in your diet, white bread, white potatoes, white rice, uh, all of those things, carbohydrates convert to sugar. Sugar stores fat. So a combination of all of those things, those carbohydrates, they slow your brain down. And I can tell you, I don't don't eat a lot of carbs. But when I do, those next days, it's almost like having, I used to drink. So it's almost like having a hangover when you eat those carbs and you eat too many carbs the next day you slow i get on my own nerves when i'm slow i get up and then you drag in you feel heavy in your weight you feel heavy in your spirit you just feel heavy and your brain is not turning you got to get things done the brain don't want to cooperate uh the memory don't want to cooperate at the level that you got to get things done and so that contributes a lot to our memory And it's also science has proven that carbohydrates, you know, it turns to sugar. And if you're predisposed to diabetes and things in your family, it turns to that. And diabetes diabetes evolves into Alzheimer's and dementia. And all of those are the things that are affecting the brain. And so D is getting ready to move into something concerning the pineal gland. He had a meme up about decalcifying and so that that that's tied into it too but just keep listening we got some things for you
2: all right so look let's look at these next three memes here very interesting memes. here is your vaccine fresh fruits and vegetables Here is your vaccine, mostly vegetables, fresh vegetables, right? Then there's another that kind of goes along with the pineal gland, which is the secret to change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but building the new. I I would say this, I would rephrase it Phraseology, and I would say, change one word. The secret to change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but building a new. Building a new, uh-huh. which means don't worry about what has happened to you. Worry about building from what you know. Don't worry about looking back and saying, oh my God, this, this, this. Sometimes they have us on the hamster wheel, right? And they have us on the hamster wheel and we're constantly talking about what happened in the past. We're supposed to reference the past so as mm-hmm. to not make the same mistakes in the future. But we're not supposed to linger and stay on this hamster wheel with an emotion and this electrical inertia that we made keeps us petling like a hamster on the hamster wheel. We have to be able to slow the electrical inertia by using our uh, inertia and stepping off the hamster wheel getting to the point where we get out of that mindset that they have got us on to be zombies and follow to having a mind state where you're able to decipher, and break down facts. Analyze, catch, analyze, shoot facts and be able to move to advance your plight. Thus, if more think the same everyone, not not the same as a monolith, but think similarly, then everyone will be able to move in a positive direction and not constantly be in the negative right so that's what that meme says and then we have magnesium let's talk about magnesium
3: now the magnesium can you blow that up for me uh that particular meme that magnesium meme. because at the time that i had uh for those of you who don't know uh, we lost our father recently Uh, To COVID. And uh, during the time of his passing, I spent three and a half hours with him in the room, um, spending time with him. And during that time, I contracted that. um, I'm sure of it. I had the shortness of breath. I had all of that stuff the cough. I had a loss of smell. And I didn't mention it to a lot of people i'm one of those type of people that you know the less miles that's on my situation the quicker i can get things done so i didn't mention that uh to a lot of people but during that time um d and uh, my sister tracy his wife they had suggested some other things now mind you my immune system was already abnormally high or beyond the norm for the average person because for two years i had been taking vitamin d3 and some other supplements because i knew something was coming but i did not know what it was and in my broadcast i was always telling everybody boost your immune systems because what's coming you're gonna have to be able to guard against it boost your immune system so but there were some things that i wasn't taking regularly and magnesium was one of them so they had suggested zinc they suggested echinacea which is something i used to take years back and had stopped taking it and they suggested magnesium so i got all of that but look at what magnesium does even if you're not warding against something in your body this is something that should be normally a part of your regimen your intake regimen so magnesium is the master mineral it Uh, promotes blood sugar it supports blood sugar balance optimal circulation and blood pressure cellular energy production a calm nervous system pain relief and relaxed muscles bone density and calcium balance joints and ligament flexibility deep sleep patterns and more it's required for the body uh it magnesium is required for more than 300 biochemical reactions in the body so what that tells me is that that is a constant that's one of those ones that has to be there so what i would do especially if you're like i said these are our opinions and this is my experience and how i weaned myself off of prescribed medications because i didn't want i wanted to be free to exercise all natural alternatives to the things that I was given and then my body triggers itself to start to heal itself, which it has But what you need to do is if you plan on doing that if that's your course of action You can go to webmd.com You can plug in your medication that you've been prescribed You could plug in that mineral on the other side and it'll give you a, a study reaction between what you're taking and And what that is to know that it is safe for you to make that transition. So if it says something negative, then you start cutting the dose. Uh, Well, what I did was I started cutting the dose of the prescribed medication. I still took it. I didn't quit it cold turkey as I implemented in the minerals. And then you do that until you wean yourself totally off the mineral. I mean, off the medication. That's how you have to do that.
2: So we're talking information, but people say, what does this have to do with the topic? The topic is, what did you think would happen? the chicken's roost again? I'm telling you, smash the share button, smash the like button. We have ran through just so much information, right? We've ran through so much information already Information that will help you. What do they tell boxers? right? What do they tell boxers? We're only we're only about 28 almost 30 minutes in and we have given you well, my 20 38 minutes in and we have given you so much information up to this point. What do they tell boxers when they go to the ring? They, what, what is the What is the thing that is the worst for a boxer to be? Tense. They have to be relaxed. They're getting ready to get in there and go into battle. They can't be like this, trying to punch. They got to be relaxed. So all these things that we're telling you is hypertension causes you to be like this. If you had a face, it'd be like hypertension. Aches and pains have you like this, right? So you need to be relaxed and flow. What did Bruce Lee just used to say? Be able to flow like water. With 70%. 70% water. You see, so you have to be able to flow like water. In these times of hate and pain, it takes a remedy to take us from the rain. rain. Jealousy. Jealousy. (laughs) A little greed. I've been thinking of what and I got to stop right there because you know, Lynn Tolliver. Lynn is on it. He is on it so I have to stop right there. But anyway <laughs> but you need to start to look into these things. You need to you should you should you should go back and watch episodes 104 through 110 of the film review hashtag TFR podcast live, we laid out all of this with COVID about the movies and about stuff. <clears throat> we had special guests come on to talk about how to combat COVID nineteen before they come with this vaccine. Episodes one twenty one through one thirty four, we talk about in different, various shows about herd immunity. We have to keep on telling you that usually the media is about... They're still about two months, three months out on that herd immunity. Right? Uh Uh-oh. So as I said that word, they wanted the clip. As I said, herd immunity. Herd immunity. Right? Uh So, we've been talking about these things, and the media... Is usually two to a month behind. They, they're using that herd immunity. As soon as we said herd immunity, they came up about two weeks later. Start started using fear with herd immunity. We are in herd immunity right now, people. If you're walking around a group of people and none of them hardly have masks on, but you're all partying like it's 1999 or you're out in the public like that, like at clubs, nightclub stuff, and everybody's together taking pictures, you're in herd immunity. That means that you have built a herd Of people who are at least 75% to 80% over the virus or have built up an immunity to the virus, which means that if people come in who haven't had the virus or people who come in who have the virus, there will be an immunity built up. You need to learn, research herd immunity, right? So here at this show, in this show right here, one through 35 we bladed out mass information and now we're on 36 and we're showing you how to be relaxed because you have to be a joyful soldier you have to be a joyful soldier so what does this have to do smash the share button smash the like button Tag your people in this show. This is very important, we never go backwards. We're always moving forwards. What did you think would happen? What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. Now, as we move forward, this may seem like a distraction and you can take it as you would, as you will, You know, it could be a distraction. It could not be a distraction. All depends on how you look at it. If you run from the work, you might as well hide from the money. If you run from the work, wow, you might as well hide from the money, right? So we said that, which gets us to hitting the rubber to the road did you know people did you know this meme came down and i had to go do my research on this because first of all there's a lake county in cleveland ohio and i didn't know that there was a lake county in in uh illinois right so look lake county prosecutors announced there will be no no not will not they will not file charges against Kyle Rittenhouse. Lake County prosecutors announced they will not file charges against Kyle Rittenhouse. Let that sit for a minute. You know, that was the shooter back in August. It shot, shot down one, shot down two, wounded a third. What was... What was you supposed to do at that moment? Right? So look. He's not going to be charged in his hometown of Illinois. So I had to go research that because I said he's not facing charges. But he did all that in Kenosha, <laughs> Wisconsin. And so when you go research the story, you find out, people, that we are in the middle of a Canterbury Tale. Have you ever read the Canterbury Tales? Have you ever read the Canterbury Tales? If you read the Canterbury Tales, then you would realize that we are in the middle of a big Canterbury Tale, right? Which brings us to this next meme. Oh, we're we're getting the car revved up. Smash the share button. <laughs> smash the like button. We're getting ready to take you there. We got you relaxed. We gave you the, 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 the herbs and the spices. Well, behind, beyond the seven spices, the herbs and the beyond the seven spices and the natural, uh, not natural fruit, but organic fruit that can get you through and now we're moving on. Now, this right here is an interesting me. Now, it's the way that the world is churning. It's churning now that usually you will hear this said to black men or black boys. You will hear this said. But now you're getting, now you're starting to hear it said to the Euro-American. If you need a gun to be a man, you're not one. If you need a gun to be a man, you're not one. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again, right? So all of this treatment of needing guns, do you realize that the Euro American has no culture? The only culture that the Euro-American has is identified in the Second Amendment, the gun. That is the only culture. The other culture that they use, that I'll be kind and say, that they borrow is American black culture. Everything else is their only culture. Everything else, the only only thing that they have, because it came as immigrants to this land, whereas there were a group of people who built the land, and as they came here as immigrants in the land, the only thing they had was and is the gun. It's unfortunate. And they tried to push gun culture onto us, but amongst all that we may like guns and we may have guns but we also have, we have the biggest thing we have is rhythm and soul I mean it's big we have a spirituality that dominates that permeates when you look at gospel music look at the top Caucasian gospel stars they had that bland stuff in the 50s 60s 70s But when you come to the 90s and the 2000s, the 2010s that we're in, and now the 20, yeah, the 2010s, now we're 2020s. We're in the 2020s. The music that moves is the music that is emulation of gospel music created from the Negro spiritual. There is no, they have no culture that there is their own. So every time you hear someone talking about. They wanted to take your guns away. It's because that's the only culture that they have. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. Now we talked about Kyle. Now Kyle didn't shoot down. Two. Black men. and, and, And wounding a third. He shot down two Caucasians. And he shot down. And he wounded a third. That is the chickens roosting again because the laws are not set up to prosecute necessarily. Those who are about having guns cause they were supposed to be there to shoot down American blacks and it backfired and now it has come home to That He is not even on charges of shooting. He is on charges of handling an unregistered weapon, basically. Not even charges of killing two human beings and wounding a third. He's up on charges of Having possession of a handgun that was not registered—that's basically the charge. The reason why there is no charge in why there's no charge in his hometown is because they said when you read the article that there's no proof that he had the gun in Illinois. He didn't have the gun until he got there, and it's a unnamed friends gun that he had once he got to Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's what they're saying by the article. But what did you think would happen when you have a culture like what we have up on the screen? That is their only culture. And now you hear this. If you need a gun to be a man, you're not one. What you got to say to that? I mean,
3: <laughs> that has been their only culture, and that's the truth. And I want people to understand, see, these things, we, do, we arrive in, in our, our surmisings are derived from observation and from looking at things over a period of years. We understand that history repeats itself, and throughout history, this has been the same thing over and over again. It's, um, it's almost like having a complex about other things in your life and so this is what empowers you this is what makes you feel powerful this is what makes you feel safe that you have in that thing that he has that's military uh type stuff right there that that i happen to like guns so you know something like that i would like to have in my arsenal but i probably would never have a need for it it would just be good decoration i probably would never have a need for it because i don't um you know i don't carry myself in a certain manner and i don't frequent certain environments but yeah i mean now they're being told that after they told us that to disarm us well they never got rid of their arms so when uh whatever that organization came along that wanted to take guns away and out of the hands of civilians you know they start fighting these people start fighting you're not taking our guns this is part of what makes me You're not taking our guns We have a right to bear arms We have a right to bear arms And by gum We're going to exercise our right To bear arms To take care or to Ward against all the stuff they create So they keep creating stuff Keep creating an issue And then you need a gun Yeah, because some of the stuff that you guys do Is so, so It's so dirty And such a slap in the face and so disrespectful, residually disrespectful, in case you haven't noticed. Residual disrespect. So it keeps compounding. It keeps going. It's fueling itself. Residual disrespect. Yeah, you need to bear harms. Because at some point, some of us are not as relaxed. Some of us don't have the right diet. Some of us are full of sugar, full of salt, full of all kinds of... Uh, uh, um GMO foods and all that kind of stuff, and which directs our mind. So some people are don't think before they act; they're just starting to act. But as our other episodes indicated to you guys, if you're paying attention, this is a civil war that's been broke out here, and it's between two sides of them. This is time for us to stand down and sit back. Don't go join the party just so you can unload your gun. That's stupid. Um, Sit back. Relax and watch the show. And for those of you who pray, pray. Other than that, stay out of it. This right here, you're going to see a whole lot of that in the day. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Listen. Which gets us to this meme right here. Which is trying to pull you into this Civil War 2020. It's going to go into 2021, 2022, 2023, 2020 war. The silent patriot. The day is coming when good people will be forced to do bad things to bad people. Question is, can you be good and do bad things? Huh? Which gets us to this is a Canterbury tale. Have you have you ever read the Canterbury Ch- Tales? Look up the Canterbury Tales real quick, Tanya. Look up the Canterbury mm-hmm. Tales,
3: right? Already got it
2: up. Who wrote the Canterbury Tales?
3: Canterbury Tales. Let's see. Nines written in Middle English by Jeffrey Chaucer between 1387 and 1400. 1387 to 1400.
2: 1387 to 1400. It was supposed to be 125 stories, but he only got 24 to 25 of the stories done before he passed on, right? So... This lets you know how long the written language has been being put down. Look up the first print press. I'm looking for the first print press, the type set print press. When was that created? When was that created? You have to remember these dates. You have to remember these dates. That was in the
3: mid-1400s.
2: So that was made in the mid 1400s or
3: is it the mid 14th century because he wrote right go ahead it says it says uh, in the mid 1400s a German craftsman named Johannes Gutenberg developed a way to handle the process by machine the first printing press so that was in the mid 1400s it seems to be it had uh, several components to building it up to where it was after that but yeah about 1440 it says
2: So, so 1440 this is done right so everything else was being written by hand and then the classics were transferred into type. In the 1400s, right, 1440, right. This is how long mm-hmm. writing has been going on, and it was written before. Then it was before that it was written on walls. You can go back to Egypt and see the hieroglyphs, and each image represents a word, right? So this has been going on for a long time. But we're talking about the English written word because we are in the middle of the Canterbury Tales. In particular, we are in one of the tales called the Parsons Tale. To know where we are and what we're doing and what you're looking at and why people are not, some people are being uh, prosecuted and others are not, you have to read the classics. Let me bring this down. Everything Every thought process has been put into the classics. There, I would, I would dare say, that there is not one original thought on the planet. We, we're going back to civilizations where, where people who were black created all the way up through to this time. There is not. An original thought it is just thoughts that have been discarded years ago that people don't know that they're actually thinking in certain ways there are certain trains of thought that people are on and so you have to re- figure out what train of thought that hamster wheel is and get off of it so that you can have a mind state and how do you have a mind state you have to be able to take in facts and information be able to analyze them and be able to, when necessary, necessary, shoot them out to advance and move forward with advancement on thought, right? You're advancing thought. You're not creating new thought. There's not a new thought under the sun. There's not a new action under the sun because it's been done. We're talking about 1300s, the 12th century right we're talking about that which brings us to our presentation for today which brings us to our presentation now i told you about the canterbury tales right and there is something that happens in the canterbury tales in the parson's in the parson's uh tale because like i said there's 25 different tales within the canterbury tales right So let's go through some definitions before we do this. Smash the share button, smash the share button. Okay, here we go. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again, right? Okay, so let's go through this real quick. When used as a noun, the word roost refers to the place where birds rest. When a bird roosts somewhere, it rests there. This rather classic saying, chickens have come home to roost, is normally used to mean that the bad things that someone has done in the past have come back to bite or, uh-oh, I think I said uh, harm. I'm gonna say harm. The individual, because that is a misspelling right there. Wow. But anyway, let's keep let's keep moving. So, who is the most famous person who has used this term in modern time? We're gonna say modern time, right? That would be this person right here, Malcolm X. El Malik El Shabazz. Malcolm X used this term to speak on the assassination of then-president John Fitzgerald Kennedy, JFK. Everyone talks about JFK, right? Right. Okay. So we know and we say, Hey, Malcolm X came up with that, that phrase, the chickens come home to roost. All right. That's what people see it. They say, Hey, he came up with it. They're trying to clip me and all I'm doing is talking about just not say that. phraseology and they're trying to clip me. I don't, I, I haven't even said anything <laughs> controversial yet. Wow. This is something. So anyway, okay. So back to the definitions. Now, Chaucer Wow, this is in the way. Chaucer the idea goes back to Chaucer, though he expressed it rather differently in the Parsons' tale around 1390, writing that curses are like a bird that returns again to his own nest. One of the, 20, excuse me, not 25 books, but 24 stories in the Canterbury Tales, written by Jeffrey, Chaucer. So, curses are like a bird that returns again to his own nest. Now, you might have thought that Malcolm coined that phrase and he was the creator of that that phrase because... You didn't necessarily read the classics, which that's not an aspersion on you. But Malcolm, if anything else besides being a thinker that was advancing thought, whose thoughts have yet in many times have been advanced upon in this era. Was sometimes stuck on the hamster wheel and not taking and looking at the past to advance forward with advancement in thought, advancing the thought. Right. That's having a mind state instead of having a mind set that keeps you thinking just that. He took the phrase from Chaucer because I'm sure he had read it because he was well read. Charcer Charcer, and switched it around and brought it into a modern phraseology, which is the chickens come home to roost. right? So this, that's that, right? So we're looking at what we're looking at. So we're looking at Charcer. We are in the middle of let me just say it this way to be clear to you. People don't people don't say things just willy-nilly and for no reason. Leaders, uh, people who are called quote unquote leaders do not say things or use phrases or use slogans or use phraseology to write speeches just to be talking willy-nilly. It is a stretch an extrapolation, a stretch back to the past to bring a reference that the Mm -hmm. listening public, because they're not just speaking, I don't speak on American blacks, American black leaders are not just speaking to their audience. They are speaking to a broader audience to express disdain as being American citizens and not being afforded the same rights and privileges as an American citizen, as some who have come here who are immigrants who get more American citizen treatment and are not having even raised their right hand yet. So this is what it is. So some of this will go over your head, but the people who are watching the speech, they will say that person knows, knows how to coin a phrase. That phrase, they know how to use phraseology. you got to catch up. Now, it's very important that people catch up. You have to catch up. Now, so it's not just said, so when Malcolm said chickens come home to roost, He knows that the Euro-Americans, the Europeans, read Geoffrey Chaucer. Let's bring this up. Let's go forward. Let's move forward here. Let me bring this up a little closer so that you can see it. I let that sit. I let that sit for a minute, because that's a shock to some people. That people don't just say things. Black leaders who are well read do not say just willy nilly things. They say and they use references in their own phraseology that will let the larger listening audience realize that if you're not following your own canon your own rules your own laws then you are hypocrite hypocritical right okay would you look up uh randolph Walde- waldo emerson for me look up waldo emerson for me At ralph waldo emerson Waldo Emerson. Ralph Waldo okay. Emerson. Yes. Let me know when you're okay. ready. Okay, so tell I'm me I'm here. Who, I got it. Tell me who Waldo who 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 Waldo Emerson is. Tell me who Ralph
3: uh, Waldo Emerson is. He was an American essayist, lecturer, philosopher, and poet who led the transcendentalist movement of the mid-19th century.
2: All right. So that's where we start our presentation because one of our great, the greatest American black leaders who could listen who had a mind state and not a mindset and could evolve we talked about evolution evolution he was able to evolve from saying negro to saying black is the reverend dr martin luther king jr smash the share button smash the like button Smash the like button, smash the share button, tag your people in. We are taking you on a journey and it's a little bumpy. It's going to be a little bumpy because you may say, oh, I didn't need to read all of this European literature, but to know where you are at, you have to not only read your literature, but you have to be able to read European literature is very important I keep on telling you we are in the middle of the Parsons tale within the Canterbury Tales and you're saying just tell me what that means D no. what did you think what happened the chickens roost again I'm not going to tell you because you have to go out and actually read The Parson's Tale. Matter of fact, you should go ahead and read all 24 tales of the Canterbury Tales and you will realize what we're in. You need to row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. You have to be well-read, to be well bred outside of physical breeding, which makes you nothing but chattel. If your mind is well read, you're well you're bred mentally to be able to exchange some phraseology with some of these. Some people classify them as devils. Some people say forked tongue. Some people say... Euro America some people say white whatever you want to say but but in between black and white you got to be able to deal with you got to be able to deal with brown, red and yellow and all of the same things all over again. You see so let, let, let's get started with this piece. smash the share button smash the like button. You have to be well-read to be well-mentally bred to be able to go up against those who only wanted you well-bred to be strong in body but weak in mind. And what happens when you get to a certain age and the suppleness of your body starts to go away, all you have is what you did, what you bred with your mind. Something that they cannot take away from you unless they give you a lobotomy. But that's another story for another time and we're not getting into that, so here we go. The
4: Parsons Tale. This is part of a Canterbury Tales video series where we look at each of the 24 stories written in the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer.
0: I wanna ask you a question and that is what is in your life's blueprint. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this
1: age may well determine which way your life shall go. And when I say Kennedy, I mean John F. Kennedy. The man who promised all the American so-called Negroes who vote what he was going to do for them when he got in office, and has yet to do the first thing that he promised, but has paid off the Negro leadership so that they are silent and say nothing about the promises that he originally made. I would like to point out another point before we go any farther. Uh, We who are followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad do not make a choice between integration and segregation. Segregation doesn't enter into the picture at all. We are for separation, not, not segregation. Segregation as we're taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is that which is forced upon inferiors by superiors. Separation is done voluntarily by two equals. When you find an all-white school, they don't call it a segregated school, they call it a separate school. When you find an all-negro school, they call it a segregated school, because it was set up by the white man. If it was an all-black school that had been set up by the black man himself, run by the black man himself, with the curricula that they follow, uh, put in the school by
2: the black man himself, they would call it a separate school. Remember. We talk about phraseology and the use of language of being able to stretch through the centuries of language, even back to the walls of Egypt and even before. Right. And being able to to bring forward information to be able to convey to those that are those that are the traditional oppressors. We're moving into a time where the traditional oppressors will be moved out the way and there will be a buffer class in between that will possibly look like us. What are you going to use? What if that buffer class is one that has been Educated abroad from their land. Let's say they've been educated in England, and you know, this is where Geoff- uh, Geoffrey, uh, that's really Geoffrey, but Geoffrey Chaucer was present, Shakespeare was present, etc., etc., etc. And they bring these people here to be the buffer class in between you and the Euro-Americans. What you are able to convey with your mouth through how you cultivated your brain with the literature that you read will be able to move mountains. this is what we're talking about you see so when malcolm talked about segregation and separate separation se- separate segregation separate one is is the language of the oppressor that the oppressed has taken on to describe their situation but if it is ownership And agency, then what you do with your schools and how you learn, you take the curriculum that you need for the kids to learn and you add in the necessary phraseology and the necessary study of the classics, European and African and American black and Chinese and Italian etc etc you incorporate all of that in then that is your separate situation just like it's their separation thing with their particular type of schools parochial parochial or private right stay with me now stay with me now I'm coming to the conclusion, but we're going with what Martin Luther King is going to say next, right? I always thought, see, this is coming from a different generation. When I looked at schools that were set up for Caucasians, I looked at those schools are as segregated. They were segregated. That's all in in the empowerment of the mind and what you think of yourself. And this is what Martin Luther King is getting ready to get into. What I thought of myself, I looked at the schools where it's I looked at the, the uh, country clubs and all of those places where blacks were not allowed as segregated. I didn't look at the schools that we were in. I looked at the schools that we were in as separated away from the segregated people who did not have the best interest and heart for us so Malcolm is has enlightened me looking back that segregated meant it was applied to black people but the generations came out that said them white folks are practicing segregation over there and they all white and we don't care to even be there. Let's continue on. It's all in words and spells, and it's all in the ownership of the words and how you use the words is, is the betterment for you. So let's continue. And
0: whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, as the model for those who are to build the building. And a building is not well erected without a good sound and solid blueprint.
4: So, the parson is presented as a poor but very holy man. He gives all his money to his parishioners and tries to live a poor and humble life because he wants to be a good example. In the prologue, the host tells the parson that it's his turn for a tale. And the old man says that they won't hear any fables or poetry from him. In fact, he will tell them a sermon about the final pilgrimage to heaven.
2: Man with with the the white. To give you context here, let me pause that for a minute. Now, the narrator of uh, Breaking Down the Parsons' Tale opens up, it opens up, and he says that how he's dressed and what he believes as a person, that he gives his money away because he wants to be a good example, he wants to be pious. When I, do you get what we mean when we say, what did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. This is multifaceted where the chickens are roosting. Do you get where we are coming from? Do you catch the drift? Can you be underwater and not get wet? Woo! Stay with me. The Parson, people say that there were people who died penniless that were in the fight for American Black's freedom or the Black diaspora's freedom around, freedom, I wanna say freedom, but they were really in the battle for people to be free in a society that so-called promised so much That to truly be free, certain things shouldn't be happening, right? People lament the fact that they died broke. But if you are a Parsons, we are in the middle of the Canterbury Tales. What did you think would happen? The chickens roost again. They lament that they died broke. But that was how they were supposed to die Because they are playing the part of the parson Now if you want to know other parts Why don't you read the Canterbury Tales And you will see which character you would want to play Or which character you would want your Parsons Your preachers Your pastors if they're not in the, I think they've read the Canterbury Tales because now they're into prosperity. But if if, if you if you want to know what part you want your parson, your pastor, your bishop, your priest to not die piously or not die with. With nothing, with them being pious, but die with something, then you should read the Canterbury Tales and know where you want to go. Now let's see what Malcolm has to say next. Smash the share button. This is this is going to be a little bumpy. Was going to say, what the hell? I know I'm floating. I'm, I'm 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 in I'm in the sky. <laughs> Cloud nine. Hey. No, no. Anyway, here we go. Let's continue on
1: president who himself was discriminated against for a long time and accused Protestants of practicing religious discrimination, I think that he is way out of line to uh, use his position now as the first Catholic president to open up his mouth against a religious group uh, here in this country that is headed by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. If he's not going to open up his mouth and outright condemn the Citizens Council by name and condemn this Ku Klux Klan by name and uh, condemn the white masonic order which is all white by name and the white churches in the south by name then kennedy is wrong to point at the muslims because we are black and because we don't want to mix with the people down there and i should say that when we express our uh, desire not to mix with whites he uh... they call us a hate group and martin luther king is running around here telling negroes to love all kind of white people and they sick dogs on martin luther king so it answers itself
2: Let's pause that for a minute. Now, that is 63-64, right? The footage that you see on Mal- on Martin Luther King is 67, 66, 67, 68, post Malcolm being assassinated, right? So the, the footage that you see on, see we have to put it in context because they keep on keeping you in 1963 on that hamster wheel and we have to advance Forward to get you to know that there was something more than 1963. I have a dream. There was Martin Luther King, 65, 66, 67, 68. Malcolm <laughs> is speaking on something. And when you read the Canterbury Tales, if you you don't even have to read the Canterbury. Yes, you do though. Yes, you do. Because the context. You have to read the Canterbury Tales. You have to read the Canterbury Tales. You have to read English literature because English literature lets you know what we are in the middle of with these Euros in America. It lets you know what we're in the middle of with these Euros in America. It's very important that you do, that you read this because Their thing, what Malcolm is alluding to, their thing is when you read English literature that once they do sadochism or masochism, look up sadomasochism, let's break this down. Look up sadomasochism. Let's break down the definitions up. because one is sado, one is masochism. And so, let me know. Uh-oh. Okay, hold wait, on. They're trying to cut. They cut. I said, wait a minute now. Yeah, hey, they're, trying to, they're, they're trying to. Cut. I mean, they're trying to cut. What's going on? Was really good. Come on now, smash the share button. Matter of fact, go over to Cash App dollar sign tfr podcast live that's cash app dollar sign tfr podcast live because we are dropping information we are dropping mind state not mindset so tell them what say oh, master boy they they, boy they don't really want that out let's go
3: Um, the simple definition is sexual behavior that involves getting pleasure from causing or feeling pain. But there is a medical definition, which implies to me that that that's some type of mental illness that is a der- derivation uh, of pleasure from the infliction of physical or mental pain, either on others or oneself. That is the derivation of pleasure or pleasure derived from the infliction of physical or mental pain either on others or oneself that sounds like a mental illness to
2: me nancy seems like some schizophrenia or something might need some but anyway listen (laughs) so let me (laughs) so sadomasochism right and what you, you've heard of stigmata. Now, I know you've heard of stigmata, right? And it's all all of this is all included within... Do you have that definition? Because I mean, they need to know I'm what they're dealing... You need to know what you're dealing with in this system that we... in. I don't want to make you get... Well, I do want to make you have fear because it all depends on what you do with your fear. Do you stand in or do you run? Do you fall and say, hey, I just want to be part of it and then become part of the some stigmata? Or do you step in and stand in and fight against? Do you join the team or do you say, hey, I'm not going to ever be part of that? So what is stigmata? What's stigmata?
3: It is uh, the exhibition of wounds that duplicate or represent those that Jesus is said to have endured during his crucifixions. The wounds typically appear on the stigmatic's hands and feet as from crucifixion spikes and also sometimes on the side as from a spear and hairline as from the crown of thorns. Uh, along with possession and exorcism, stigmata often appears in horror films, and it's not difficult to see why. Then it goes on to talk about that. So look, people, but basically it's the wounds. It
2: basically is basically the it's the yeah 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 Sado And So when you study this, you got to read the Canterbury thing. When you study this, you find out that. What we are dealing with are a group of people who believe that if they, they're they punishing you, but if they punish themselves enough and show enough contrition and beat themselves. This is sexual. They're beating themselves. They feel that like they're beating themselves because they are beating you. Now, you have to stay. this is very important. This is beyond... This is beyond what most people speak, and I know that you're gonna be like, what is he talking about? What is this? But if they beat themselves and show enough contrition, they believe that they will see the kingdom of heaven no matter what they did to you. You need to read English literature because the English, the British believed a certain way about their subjects and these are euros over here who started in England and broke away you will understand, have a middle standard, an what you are saying that if they beat you and they beat themselves enough sadomasochists They beat themselves enough. They will be in contrition enough to see the kingdom of heaven. And no matter what you're talking, they're going to make sure that they have that buffer class in between you and them. And they will beat you some more using the buffer class. They will beat the buffer class and they will beat themselves into contrition and ask and be forgiven at the end. You got to know what you're dealing with. You need to read the Canterbury Tales.
0: The question is whether you have a proper, a solid and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest Some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. On November 22nd, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. For the nation, the day after the assassination, Malcolm X made a remark that shocked both his followers and his
1: enemies. When you send uh, your chickens out in the morning from your barnyard, those chickens will return that evening to your barnyard, not your neighbor's barnyard. I think this is a prime example of the devil's chickens coming back home to
4: roost. The first part of this sermon is about the three types of penitence, contrition, confession, and satisfaction. And he uses lots of biblical examples to explain the cause of contrition.
0: Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, And your own somebodyness. I am black but beautiful, and believe it in (laughs) the heart. Malcolm X, you were involved in a controversy some months ago with your leader. We
2: come in for a minute. So, Martin says that you have have to have basically a deep belief in yourself, a conviction no, not a conviction but you have to be you have to have a belief in yourself and you have to have high self-esteem. Why is he saying that? Martin Luther King is a well read was, and still I'm just going to say put him in the present tense he is a well read well bred in the mind individual who studied who went to university who graduated at 16 years old he is well rare, well versed in the English literature and when he is telling the young black children at that particular high school that he was speaking to that day when he's telling them that you have to be that he is telling them in his own phraseology, in his own way, what the European thinks about itself. I used the right word on that. What the European thinks about itself, black people, black people in the diaspora, American black people have to believe about themselves. To know what they think so that you will know what you are battling against so that you know you can put the armor on your children they your children have to be as well read as those that they are going against see I changed that it's not 10 times better 100 times better because we in my opinion are better we're still here let I mean, us be some bodies alright so They have to be as well-read as those who are in power positions to take the rightful place in power. Listen, this is different thought process. This is mind state and not mindset. Mindset is I got to be 10 times better, 100 times better because this is the way they didn't put me in this society. If you are if you are as well read as those who you are in competition with, your natural ability, the natural ability that you have as an American black will take you the rest of the way. Your ingenuity, your your ability to have initiative, your ability to create will make you bypass those. We talked about uh, Waldo, uh, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, right? Tell me what transcendentalist or san- uh, transcendentalism is. All right. So let me bring up the All right. Wait, wait, wait. Let me bring it up now where well, you can read it as I put the graphic up, right? Here we go. Go ahead. So go ahead and read go ahead and read the definition off the computer. It's the same.
3: Okay. Transcendentalism An idealistic system of thought based on a belief in the essential unity of all creation, the innate goodness of humanity, and the supremacy of insight over logic and experience for revelation of the deepest truths. A philosophy of 19th century writers and philosophies in New England based on German transcendentalists, Indian and Chinese scriptures, and writings of mystics. Then they list some people, Richard Wright, read, 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 Michael it, read it.
2: No, no, no. Read it again. Re- re- read that definition again. And then we're going to move forward with the other names. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Transcendentalists or transcendentalism, an idealistic system of thought based on a belief in the essential unity of all creation, the innate goodness of humanity, and the supremacy of insight over logic and experience for revelation of the deepest truths, a philosophy of 19th century writers and philosophies in New England based on German transcendentalists, Indian and Chinese scriptures, and writings
2: of mystics. Okay. You have so Richard Wright? Ry- so no, 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 oh, no. No, no. no, no. That's, that's something different. That's something different. Okay. So R- Ralph Waldo Emerson is a transcendentalist, right? It's like yes. an incident transcending incidentally. That's the two words, incidental. And transcending incidentally. Why? Because it's based on su- su- supremacy of insight over logic and experience. Insight over logic and and experience, right? That's what that is. So Martin Luther King references, uh, gives a reference to Ralph Waldo Emerson in this speech, which we're not gonna have time to play the full speech, but he also references these five underneath and we're gonna go over that real quick. But you see, why does Martin Luther King tell you that? And you have to be able to break down his phraseology. You have to go back to the speeches on the on the internet on YouTube. So you should go watch it. But he references Ralph Waldo Emerson because he's telling the youth that your insight over logic and experience will get you through. But because You have logic and experience, your natural ability, your insight is going to make you advance over those who will want to oppress you. Because you have logic and have experience. What you experience, which gave you the logic that you have, your insight will make you advance over those naturally who would want to oppress you. That's what Ralph Waldo Emerson in that particular movement, that system was about. Now, so he references Richard Wright. He references, he says that if you are, if you happen to be a street sweeper, then be the best street sweeper. Be the greatest poet, right, be as great as the poet, writer, Richard Wright, Michelangelo, Beethoven, be, be as great as the painter, Michelangelo. Of course, you know, Martin Luther King was so much more eloquent, you know, but This goes to show, this is what uh, I want to show you. Let me see if I have it up. Do I have it, do I have it? It's very important. No, I do not, Uh, do I have it? No, I don't have it up, okay. Anyway, speaking of Beethoven, I, I had an image to show you but I don't have it up, but I'm gonna grab it. So give me a second. What do you have to say right now before we move forward?
3: this is like you said earlier um there is basically the scripture there's no new thing under the sun what has been what is has been before so we see that we are not the things that we're seeing today are not new we just didn't know the terminologies a lot of times uh trend transcendentalism now i recall hearing i believe it was in um a Parliament Funkadelic album, uh, Transcendental Meditation. I remember hearing that, and it was something during a speaking part. And um, so that's TM. Now, I have heard of TM, Transcendental Meditation, and that goes with the movement. And it's a type of, it's a form of silent mantra meditation Developed by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the meditation practice involves the use of a mantra and is placed for 20 minutes twice per day while sitting with one's eyes closed. Now, the thing about those kinds of things is meditation is meditation. That's called transcendental. You're saying a mantra. So there are some words that are being said and oftentimes there are words that are. Uh, of an Indian language and you're not sure what it is that you're saying a lot of people follow that and it goes along with this mindset right here of transcendentalism and transcendentalists. but basically that's the same thing that's all biblical that's a biblical practice of meditating on the word and saying the word same thing different application same thing though and this is why I was speaking to believers earlier when I said You can't shut your ear off to certain things Because if you're studying your scripture You know the same thing, is, same thing is there We're doing the exact same thing or we should be Anyway, that's what brings into manifestation That which you are believing for You have to do it You have to bring it through
2: You see So as we're moving Forward. We have to see things like this right here. This is he references Beethoven. Right? Now look at Beethoven. Look at Be- This is the actual Beethoven. This isn't the the blonde out and, and turn the blue-eyed and, and 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 bleaching the skin, Beethoven. This is Beethoven. When you look at Beethoven, what do you see, Tanya? What do you see when you look at Beethoven?
3: When i look at him i see some kind of ethnicity by that nose they shouldn't have changed the skin tone they shouldn't have changed the skin tone and everything without changing that nose that nose i've never seen on any caucasian
2: or euro no no this is this is the non-bleached version this is the actual version why does martin luther king reference beethoven Mm. when you look at the, when you look at this person you know who this person is when you look at his hair you know who this person is mm-hmm. you see and so that's where we're going to leave it I think I think I, I gave enough information I, I probably gave too much information right now for people because people have to go back and decipher it and say what. First of all, they got to say what the hell is he saying? What? But what, what does that mean? And and oh wow. Anyway, listen, people. We're moving forward here. We're not on that hamster wheel. Matter of fact, we're not going to even be talking about the hamster wheel pretty much any because we are moving forward in mind state. Now mindset, you're going to go back to the previous episodes, episodes one, up to now because we're going to be moving forward. We have to bring you into the new, into a new era. We're moving into a new era We're we're getting, we're off the hamster wheel, we're out of that mind state. We are not being judged by those who want to judge us to keep us oppressed. We are doing from inner understanding that our experiences bring us a certain logic, but our insight along with that experience and logic will mean that we will be able to transcend above those naturally will just naturally spiritually psychologically advance above those who want to oppress us no matter, matter what this is where we're headed you got to go back and watch this because we dropped a lot of information where we, we showed you eating. I wanna, I'm going to put it in, in the terms. We showed you food. We showed you supplements. We showed you train of thought between two great leaders that actually came closer together. Unfortunately, one had been assassinated when the other came close, came into getting closer. But that person... Left a road map. You need to go watch that video. And then go research the people that he named. And read the Canterbury Tales. People. We are in the middle of the Canterbury Tales. It's about punishment. It's about sadomasochism. That's what this is about. And you got to know who you're dealing with and what this is all about and how you will naturally advance. Naturally, spiritually, psychologically because you have a certain logic that comes from experience but your insight, your ability to create will make you transcend above those who want to oppress you no matter what. We've got 10, 5 minutes.
3: You know, um, I was thinking about some people that I was speaking to recently in the context of the things that we teach and reveal to you on this broadcast. And to it, it scares me um, to an extent that people are as complacent and stagnate as they are in their growth, in their learning, in their involvement in life. And it it's really, I mean, it really is a burden to me because I'm like, what are you going to do when the results of everything that we've been talking about now, 72 hours of information, what are you going to do when the stuff hits the fan you don't even know what direction that you're going in just dealing with your own stuff so in comes the other uh uh, additive of everything that's going on around you even though you're not supposed to get let it get in your spirit it's still going on around you in order for it not to affect you you have to have a mind state and not have a mindset mindsets are tossed to and fro they they are tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine and news And there's no stability. The scripture says that a double-minded individual is unstable in all their ways. They're unstable in all their ways. Everything that they touch is unstable. Personal, um, um, physical, mental, everything. Fourth tongue, uh, not singleness of eye, always seeing things, always being everywhere. You have to be able to be versatile and still be stable. In that else your mind is going to be all over the place So everything that we gave you today Is like a good potpourri A good wrap up of everything You should be paying attention to Mind, body, and spirit So that whatever is going on around you Is not affecting you Like it's affecting the average person You have to pay attention You have to be aware You can't take a lackadaisical, lazy approach To your well-being And the well-being of your offspring You cannot do it you have to be engaged in the things you should be engaged in and detached from that you should be detached from. And the stuff that we're looking at, we're in a Canterbury tale, the chickens are coming home to roost, and I'm not going to tell it either. I know exactly what it is. Is we've been t- If you go back and look at the other episodes, you know who the chickens are who are coming home to roost. You know what the situations are that are causing the chickens to come home to roost. But you have to pay attention That's why we're telling you You got to go back and look at it Don't be lazy Don't look for an easy way out Don't look for the uh, the pill to swallow To give you the instant You know instant knowledge You got to put your work in So that you're not charged falsely And being inept And not having backbone And really that's the wrap up for me
2: Alright people So look Sundays At 5 30 p.m. Pacific, 8 30 p.m. Eastern, it's the film review movies, music, culture, politics, society podcast. Or if you want to search it, of course you do, hopefully you do. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live, right? Go to Google, search it, and all of it just comes down. And I've been checking. Since I made the new hashtag for our show, that comes on Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, the hashtag, hashtag, observations, TFR. It's starting to fill up and have front page on the internet. When you search it on Google, the first few episodes are coming up that I've changed over. So it's funny to see a hashtag build, right? So Mm -hmm. you go there and you go hashtag observations TFR and it comes up. It's like five entries to start with, but it's going to be long, like hashtag TFR podcast live in a minute. But people, with bringing with disseminating information. What you do with it is what you do with it. But I would say if you really want to know you need to start reading English literature. If you don't want to read English literature which gives you those little new those nuances within the phraseology, then watch some classic some classic films about England and then watch some of the modern films that were made about England and then you will see what you are dealing with you are dealing with sadomasochist everything that you see that we experience that's what it is so we've got four minutes left but we've covered everything so listen people you have been part of, and we appreciate you, uh watching episode 36 of Hashtag TFR No, <laughs> Hashtag <Yeah>. Observations <laughs> Hashtag Observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host Tanya M. Congress. Make sure that you share that you tag your people in all of the episodes one through 36 make sure you go over to the film review live channel and smash that subscribe button that share button that like button and we will see you again tomorrow on another episode of hashtag observations tfr by crazy d with my special guest host tanya m congress we'll see you tomorrow
1: why i